Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into our is the fourth episode of Tailgate Tapes. Fourth episode of Tailgate Tapes. The movie where me and a couple of buddies of mine from the Discord channel review sports movies in particular. If it's not a sports movie, we can't take it. So if you got any suggestions for movies that we should be listening to or you should be listening to us talk about watching, uh, feel free to hit us up, whether it be in the subscription comments, um, hit me up on Twitter at BrooksAustinSI or on Patreon or in the Discord, wherever it is, however it is, feel free to send us suggestions. We will get to them. Tonight's episode, Happy Gilmore, a great golf movie, our first golf movie on the channel. We've done football twice we've done baseball now and now we are moving our way into golf we're going to cover the spectrum um don't expect us to do any soccer movies because i couldn't oh kicking and screaming about the only soccer movie that i can even think of off the top of my head because i'm a will ferrell fanatic um but no happy gilmore is the movie tonight before we get into the movie i have to ask you however wherever you found this podcast please feel free to rate subscribe and review to the podcast platform and tell your friends about it look we don't have a massive platform here other than i guess you can consider my twitter platform a rather big one it's not um it's not that influential i am not a social media influencer so if you love what we do on these shows the only way to grow it is organically and that is by word of mouth the greatest marketing tool in the history of marketing tools it is the og of marketing tools that is you telling people that you like things about the things that you like. And if you like this, I would I would hope and pray that you spread the word on it. And uh, while you do so, feel free to, again, subscribe, rate, and review. But we have Happy Gilmore, okay? Happy Gilmore, a great golf movie. And Adam Sandler, like one of the best Adam Sandler movies he had. And for that matter, one of the first, I believe, where he was a traditional lead character where it is his movie it is a happy madison production okay and it is his first of him getting his buddies involved and we'll talk a little bit about that as we move in but let me read the overview of the movie for you as we typically do all happy gilmore played by adam sandler has ever wanted to be is a professional hockey player but he soon discovers he may actually have a talent for playing an entirely different sport Golf. When his grandmother, played by Frances Bay, learns that she is about to lose her home, Happy joins a golf tournament to try and win enough money to buy it back for her. With his powerful driving skills and foul-mouthed attitude, Happy becomes an unlikely golf hero. Much to chagrin, chagrin, another word I haven't seen but I've heard, uh, chagrin of the well-mannered golf professionals. Okay, so bottom line, Happy Gilmore, a hockey player, just hits absolute nukes off the tee, gets involved in the golf scene. Golf's not really here for a guy like this that's as outspoken and, for that matter, blue-collar and rather um, fond of cussing and swearing and things like this and and outward, you know, manics and whatever. Golf's not really here for it. Not, never has been. Honestly, think golf might need somebody like this. But I have Dan Kylie with me, as usual, and my boy Cam Brady. Um, let's just talk about it, man. General overview of this movie before we get too heavy into the weeds. Cam, we will start with you. What does the movie Happy Gilmore mean to you? Um, I, Happy Gilmore is just a fantastic movie. Um, Adam Sandler, you can't really go wrong, especially with all of his early stuff. Um, and as you discussed off the top, it's uh, one, of the er- one of his earlier movies. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first time you really get to see the cast of characters that you know become a recurring theme throughout his movies. And you just grow to love as they do all this zany stuff. Uh, with the man, but as far as Happy Gilmore Girls, uh, it's it's just it hits from non uh, from the beginning, and it doesn't let up till the end. Um, so what do you? Yeah, some, we'll some, something happened. Something happened with comedies, and we'll get to Dan here in a second. Something happened with comedies right around like two thousand and five ish. I felt like where it seemed like 
comedic movie producers felt like they actually had to do something in the movie where they couldn't just make people laugh the whole time. They had to, that actually had to be like a meaning to the movie where most of these late comedies and the idea of a comedy movie is kind of dead nowadays with, with PC culture and whatnot, um, unfortunately. But, you know, th- these ideas of producers late in the mid-2000s mid to late 2000s, they felt like they had to tell you something with the plot of the movie, which led to these like 45-minute down periods of these movies where there's no laughter in the movie at all. The last one I remember where they're just throwing smoke and making you laugh the whole time is The Hangover. And then after that, it's like every Every movie had to have a purpose. Um, even Talladega Nights, a great movie we were talking about in pre-show, that has a down period. This Happy Gilmore movie, no downtime in this movie. It is laughter from start to finish. Dan Kylie, my boy, what does Happy Gilmore the movie mean to you, my guy? It's a very fun movie, and it's back in the generation when movies were just fun, and you could just go for, have a mindless hour and a half and just laugh your head off. So you said Happy Madison, right? So Billy Madison came first in 1995. This movie came out the following year in 1996. So my guy was throwing smoke, right? I'm mean, two yeah. great box office uh, successes right off the jump. And it's just a, a fun movie. I mean, it's it's got sports in it. and But it, at no point does he actually want you to take him seriously. I mean, there are some sweet things in there and stuff, and we'll talk about all that. But it's just a fun movie. I don't remember being overly excited for this. Uh, I remember... Billy Madison coming out and not really knowing anything about it. But once you saw those movies and you saw them back to back, you were in on Adam Sandler. Yeah, and, and Sandler already had some clout because he was coming off of SNL. Like people knew who he was, but they kind of just knew him as the goofy guitar player guy that sang songs about the lunch lady. Like they didn't know he was like a lead man in Hollywood for comedy movies like this until he started throwing smoke in these movies. Honestly, Billy Madison has like a 30-second scene where they play dodgeball. So is there any way we can sneak that into tailgate tapes? I don't know. We'll probably have to talk about that in-house. Um, but no, a, a generally overall, a, a great movie about the game of golf that hits on all the things you needed to. And like we already talked about, it's throwing smoke the whole movie, and I appreciate it. And honestly, outside of maybe Adam Sandler himself, there's no singular person that tries to take the movie over. I guess you could make the argument for Shooter McGavin, which – he played such a pivotal role in this movie that the actor playing Shooter McGavin never got outside of Shooter McGavin. Honestly, I don't even know his name, and I don't care to know his name. He will always be Shooter to me. He will remain Shooter McGavin the rest of his life, and that's fine. He's comfortable with that. Honestly, I'm pretty sure he's leaned into it. Isn't his name on Twitter just Shooter McGavin, Dan? Oh, I haven't followed him on Twitter, but it's Christopher McDonald, and I mean, he completely owned that role. Yeah, he I did. mean, he. And good for him, but I, he was in Greece too. Yeah, don't didn't watch. Oh, I did watch Greece too. Cam, I think I know why you have your hand up. Go ahead and tell us. Oh, I was just gonna say um, that it, one of the things that he said about this movie is that he credits it with you know kind of defining his career, and he almost didn't take the role because he was afraid of being typecast as this kind of character. And he mm-hmm. said it was the best decision of his life to not go with his gut. Yeah, fun fact. I thought you were going to hit this because you're typically our, our, our inter- internet research guy. Um, Kevin Costner was very, very close to playing this role, um, which would have screwed us for one of our categories in Kevin Sandler because it would have been impossible to pick who was the better actor playing the sport in this movie because, well, Kevin Costner and Adam Sandler, in our opinion, are the two best sport-playing actors that Hollywood's ever produced. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it would have been a completely different movie had, you know, McDonald not taken this role. Is it McDonald, Dan? Give me the name again. 
Yeah, it is Chris McDonald. Chris McDonald. Had he Christopher. Not, Christopher, had he not played this role and had it been Kevin Costner, I think it's an entirely different movie. I mean, it's probably not near as funny as it is with the guy who we know as Shooter McGavin for the rest of my life. I mean, he he's aged a lot since this movie, as has Adam Sandler, obviously, but Shooter McGavin can walk up to me in, in any store, any character, any area, and I would know exactly who it is. What's up, Dan? Okay, Christopher McDonald has 214 acting credits. And none of them matter. None of them matter. One of those matter. He is one for 214. And you know what? He hit a damn, I mean, more than a grand slam. If you could load the bases twice, my man hit a home run um, in that one particular role. And again, like Cam told us, it has redefined his career. Um, Yeah, so I mean, we can, any other brief overview things before we start going into some of our favorite scenes, guys? Uh, I would just say one thing that's kind of holds true in every single Sandler movie is the soundtrack. Soundtrack is always great. I had a note about that. It is an excellent, excellent soundtrack um, throughout the movie. I mean, just banger after banger um, throughout the entire movie. Loved it. Um, General, we can get to it when we get to the Bob Barker scene, but Bob Barker plays a great role in this movie and was actually doing his own stunts. The uh, producer came to him and said, we got a stunt double for you. Bob Barker said, nah, nah, dude. I got a black belt given to me by um, Walker, Texas Ranger himself, Chuck Norris. So, nah, I'm I'm going to throw these bows the whole entire time. What's up, Cam? Brooks, I, I don't know where you're going to get this information, but I think we need to uh, we need to coordinate beforehand because you got all the stuff written down that I got. Yeah. You're just swapping it right from out from under me. Yeah, that's why you get in first, man. That's why that's why you become the host of the podcast. So you can. That's make, why he's the host. Yeah, you're daggum right. That's why I'm the host, so I can get the limelight because it's all about me. I'm a front or back of the jersey player. I'm not here to play for the front of the logo. I'm here to get mines, bro. I'm here to get. I'm here to score buckets. That's what I'm here to do. Um, but not great movie. Let's, I mean, it starts perfectly, right? This is a former hockey player and they open with a hockey scene, right? With some of the greatest and it's, it's, it's just some B roll, right? Of Adam Sandler talking about, or happy, excuse me, talking about how he got to this point in his life talks about, you know, his dad introducing him to hockey and then his dad dies. Um, and he says the best, one of the best quotes of the movie talking about his league records. He goes, I still hold two league records. Most time spent in the penalty box, and I was the only guy ever to take my skate off and try to stab somebody. So you immediately, off the rip, understand that this guy, A, is trying to be a hockey player, but cannot skate for some reason, which is, I mean, it's weird to me. I don't understand how a guy that's played hockey his whole entire life, for some reason, cannot skate. Um, but got a wicked slap shot, which called back to his, his obviously, his golf um, but has a, a very, very quick temper. And they show it even back, you know, when he was a kid in some of the B-roll. Um, the kid, the the baby Adam Sandler, the, like, eight-year-old that they show, looks like it would be Adam Sandler as a kid. Maybe it's his son. I don't know who it is, but it looks identical to what I would think young Adam Sandler would look like. I think they show him uh, getting his, like, ice cream stolen or whatever like that, and then he goes over there and beats the kid over the head with a, a plastic hammer. So you get very, very early on that this is a, a wannabe hockey player that's maybe not exactly ever going to make it, got a wicked slap shot, got a short uh, temper, and just loves hockey and, and loves beating on people. What's up, You man? know, whenever they try to develop character flaws, sometimes they stick and sometimes they don't. But I have to tell you that a hockey player not being a good skater is – not a trope. That's a real thing. Yeah. That's the thing. That's, that, that is the one thing that separates guys who can progress in hockey and guys who can't is their level of skating. You do have guys who have played their entire life of hockey 
can't skate for shit. Okay. I started skating when I was really little because my dad uh, was a hockey player growing up and he played in Chicago and had an opportunity to play in the minors up in uh, minor league hockey. So hockey runs in our family. And I decided to talk shit to my father Mm. because he was older and he was trying to play adult league hockey. And I had just finished playing college football. And he's like, if you think you're so good, why don't you come out here and play? So I started playing hockey at like 21 years old. And I quickly took to it. But there were guys who had played their entire life. who couldn't skate for shit. So that's a real thing. Cam, you know what I love about doing this podcast? You know, uh, for, for those who don't know, uh, we're, we were internet friends until this past weekend when we had our first meetup with the Film Guy fam. Um, so we, we had never really met in life. And, and though we seem like we have good chemistry, it's just natural. It's just something that we picked up on and figured out through hours and hours of doing lounge sessions together. But every podcast, I feel like I la- learned something about Dan Kylie, don't you? Yeah, I mean, Dan's a man of many talents. Uh, I think if there was a, uh, a sports dad version of the most interesting man in the world, that would be Dan Kylie. He knows everybody. <laughs> he was a former AAA umpire, and apparently he picked up hockey at the age of 21. Who? What What uh, don't you do, Dan? Uh, I can't climb a rope. I, well, that's that's just purely upper body strength, but I bet back, back in the day, well, never mind, you were a punter, so maybe you could climb a rope with your legs, but definitely not with your upper body. Um Nah, so anyways, back, back to the movie. I always learn something about Dan. Cam, we're going to have to learn some more about you as we go through this. So if there's any of – oh, I know what we learned last week. You don't know shit about baseball. And you waited an hour and five minutes to tell us you didn't know shit about baseball. So I appreciate you for that one. <laughs> oh, In a baseball podcast. Later, yeah, on a baseball podcast, he sold his way through that one. And if you haven't listened to Major League's tailgate tape, please go back and listen to it now. Um Great shameless plug of our own current work, but not nah, a, a couple of great quotes in that first one. And we'll, we'll run it. We'll run it back when we get to Cam Newton, a.k.a. Charlie tweeters category. Um, one quote, and I was telling these guys pre-show this movie, uh, most Adam Sandler movies, honestly, are, are movies that are, they have quotes in them that me and my friends group and a lot of people's friends groups use their entire life. Um, one of which is, is that goal regulation size or what? Um, when he misses the, the slap shot and breaks the glass. Um, so, yeah, there, there's a lot of quotes in here that we've used our entire lives. And that, I think that's what makes Adam – I think that's what he does, right? When I was going through and writing these notes, the biggest category for me is the Cam Newton category. There, there are 12 or 15 one-liners in this movie that I think you could legitimately make the case for would win the category um, right off the bat. Um, and, then, and then immediately we go into a great – you know, second scene, right? We get the the opening lay of the land of who Adam Sandler is and who Happy Gilmore is in this movie. And then we get to the second scene where his girlfriend's leaving him, right? Because she's leaving him because he's a broke-down hockey player and she doesn't want to, you know, basically calls him a piece of shit and says, you're a loser, you're going nowhere happy. Um, and then we have the, uh, what do you call that? The intercom? The intercom mm-hmm. in the hotel room where he's singing down to her and he's like, you know what? I saw your finger paintings and they're shit. <laughs> and then he starts like, I didn't mean that, baby. And then he starts singing to her, I want to kiss you all over. Yeah, it's a, it's a great scene. And then the old lady shows up and is listening to her. There's a kid out back, right, where he's licking the intercom system, doing a, ah, and doing all that good stuff. There's a kid out there listening to it. And then an old, uh, what appears to be an Asian woman. And then it's, it's a, a Billy Madison and a Happy Madison type of thing where he sleeps with a girl and then runs out on her the next day in his Timberlands. Apparently, Adam Sandler, big fan of Timberlands. 
um, huge fan of Timberlands, runs out on her and she's like, hey, you don't want no breakfast? It's just, it's a great second scene. Any thoughts on that one, gentlemen? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I have that written down as one of, uh, what it, like, just a great open. Like, yeah. after you get through, you've established what this movie's about. But then that sets the tone for the humor of the movie. Yeah. And, I mean, we all know what it's going to be going in now because we've seen so much Adam Sandler. But at the time, like you said, to open it up and say, this, this is a statement. Uh, this is what this movie's going to be. If you don't like it, get out now. To the night close easy. Dan, you got anything? Okay. Now, so... <laughs> It's a character-driven movie, which Cam said last week about Major League character-driven movie. They do a great job of also developing the character because it shows how hot and cold he is, even in that scene. It's in a funny scene, and he there's a lot going on, but he shows you the hot and cold, how he, he so quickly gets to anger. And, and that's obviously going to be something throughout the rest of the movie. But it's, 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 it's a very funny scene to me, the call button, where he's yelling down to her yeah. and... You have no idea who's on the other end of it, and no. that's that, that's the funny plot of it. He thinks that she's coming back, and it's the uh, the old lady. So, and then he kind of shrugs uh, his shoulders, and he's like, "You know what? All right, let's do this. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do this." Um, and then you know, we move to the next scene. We we meet Grandma, right? Um, Grandma's getting evicted from her house um, immediately. So we find out the the real plot of the movie that he's got to figure out a way to get his grandma back in her house. By the way, two hundred and seventy thousand dollars worth of back taxes on property taxes. How is that humanly possible? I mean, I pay property taxes. Do not get me wrong. But that's like 40 years worth of property taxes, Cam. So I actually have that written down. So it's not just property taxes. That's income taxes. Uh, so property taxes would be through your local you know, your yeah. local government because that's who's levying them. And that would go through the court system. But if that's the IRS, which he mentions he's working for the IRS, that would be income tax. And so if you break down the math, she was getting taxed at twenty uh, $27,500 every year because it's that's over a 10-year period. How much? And then she goes all along. She has the balls to say, I didn't have any money. I mean, what she's bringing in, back of the napkin math, I mean, she's bringing in up close to $100,000 probably. Look at this guy. Look at this guy doing his research, man. Dan, did, oh, we just learned something about Cam, back of the napkin math guy. Uh, maybe backdoor clo- back closet uh, IRS accountant. Yeah, bro, you want you want to handle my taxes this year, dog? No, <laughs> we'll hold you liable. We're we're gonna send him after Cam Brady. And we're like, wait, wait a minute, that was a, that was a character in uh, the election. What, 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 what are we talking about? What was that movie called? No, we're we're gonna let it lie. Um. Anyways, no, the that scene we we find out we we get introduced to Ben Stiller, who is rocking an excellent mustache. By the way, fun fact about Stiller, he was not credited in this movie. He, this was yet before he was actually um, like popped off as an actor. Um, but man, every scene he is in, he is doing an incredible job right here, including my favorite quote of the movie, and we'll get to it later. But you know, Grandma says. Uh, can I trouble you for a warm glass of milk? It helps me sleep. And Ben Stiller turns around and goes, yeah, I, you can trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up. Now you will go to sleep or I will put you to sleep. You're in my house now, woman. And then shows him his name tag and it says how L, I believe. And that's the only thing we learn about Stiller in this movie. But he's throwing smoke. Dan, you're obviously mad at me because you knew you wanted to say that one. But great, great introduction to Stiller's character. And he stays true to it the entire movie. 
And you are stealing every awesome quote, and I hate you so much right now. Yeah, this is my movie, man. Like, my, my wife was watching it with me. Second movie, by the way, that she enjoyed. She hated any given Sunday. She was out on it within 20 minutes. Um, she wasn't really here for Major League. She watched every minute of Varsity Blues, and she laughed her ass off to Happy Gilmore. What's up, Dan? My wife says that she will not enjoy another movie until we do The Blind Side. Yeah, but that's that's not our bag, man. Oh, there we go. It's not, and, but that's and, her favorite. Yeah, it's just, we're here for the laughs, and, and Blindside doesn't provide any laughs except for, run the damn ball, Bert. Um, that's about the only laugh I get out of that movie um, because I could totally see my mom saying that crap. Cam, you got anything? Well, we could bring Noah back, and uh, it's, it's got Sandra Bullock, so we can bring him back, and we can just listen to him uh, drool over her for an hour. Well, he was drooling over Cam Diaz, but yeah, we can definitely bring him back and let him slobber all over <laughs> Sandra Bullock in that movie, who was looking nice, by the way. San- Sandy did a good job in that movie. Big Sandra Bullock fan, loved her in Miss Congeniality, honestly. Great movie. I know like y'all, y'all are thinking, oh, the, the film guy, the football guy watched Miss Congeniality? Yes, I did. It's a great movie. Um, but no, uh, great scene right there. We get we also get introduced to the Mista Mista lady um, that, that he hits her with her car. <laughs> Yeah, mister, mister, get me out of here. Yeah, we get introduced to her. Um, yeah, just the overall, the, the, the scenes keep rolling on this movie. Even the next one, we get introduced to the whole purpose that we're here, which is them moving the furniture out of the house, and we find out that Happy Gilmore is deep. Buddy hits the golf ball really, 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 really far. Nothing. Nope, nothing. Um, anyways, that, that, that's a decent scene. Um, and then the, the very next scene, he's at the driving range, and we get introduced to uh, Chubbs' character, who is played by, and forgive me for forgetting his name, Dan, I know you got Carl it. Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, a.k.a. Um, Rocky Balboa Creed. Apollo Creed. Yeah, Apollo Creed, a.k.a. Apollo Creed. He's a little aged at this point, but he's still throwing smoke in this movie. Um, weird side note here. The fake hand, I, I get it's a Happy Madison movie and they don't care about minute details like this, but his fake hand arm is like 12 inches longer than his real hand arm and you can tell it's a prosthetic. I think they could have figured something out there. They could have made him tuck his elbow or tuck his hand. They could have figured something out there except for make it look complete, completely obvious that it's a prosthetic. That's the joke. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, but if we're if, if that's the joke, if that's where we're going to start, um, yeah, I, I guess, um, that, that's fine. I get the joke, but we could have done something about that. It's made out of wood. It's real sturdy. Dump truck hits it. <laughs> um, no, but we, we get introduced to him and, and he's out there. He's the, the club pro and he's out there training, um, some lady that will never, ever be good at golf. Um, he's like, ever. he's like real good, real good. And then he's over there looking at Billy Madison or happy good morning and happy's over there going step right up folks. Take a look at the golf ball whacker guy <laughs> and he's over there hitting it like 400 yards he's like hey who wants to bet i can hit it over the highway and everybody's like yeah 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 and then they see him hit one like 450 um great scene right there and then we move into my one of my favorite scenes in the movie the pitching machine scene i mean the the pitching machine scene is all time when he gets in there only 365 more days until hockey hockey trial sorry dan i stole it go ahead no, you got it, man. 364 more days. I got to toughen up. Yeah, I got to toughen up. Um, and, and Carl Weathers is back there. Chubbs is like, man, you're looking like a goddamn idiot. Or he says something like that. He goes, you could be good at this golf. Um, all that good stuff. And uh, 
you know, says the says the line about uh, a weird thing. What, what's up with Chubbs keeping the alligator eye in his pocket? Anybody anybody uh, weirded out by that? He's just walking around with an alligator eye in his pocket? The whole alligator thing is just so weird to begin with. It, I mean, <laughs> yes, that's, that's that's weird. Yeah, Cam. I got some bitch's eye. Yeah. He's obviously proud of it because he's walking around in Lacoste, Lacoste, you know, brand clothing with the alligator all over it the whole time. Yeah. And what? he he taps it with his prosthetic and he's like, ding, 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 ding. I took that bastard's eye. But don't worry. I got something from him. I took that bastard's eye. Uh, no, nah, it's, it's, it's probably, honestly, like the best part of that scene is when the kid gets in there, right? And he tries to do the same thing. The kid gets knocked the hell out in the background. He's like, ah! And he gets hit in the face. It's like, yeah, son, you probably shouldn't do that one. Um, no, the, the the best part of that scene is when Happy gets hit in the face. He's like, oh, that one hurt a little bit, but I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, I know we got some younger guys in the Discord. Uh, don't try that at home, kids. Very dangerous. <laughs> Do not want to try that at home. You really felt like you had to get, put a disclaimer out there to not stand in front of a pitching machine uh, and get hit uh, in the face? I, I, I didn't want to get into it, but there was a kid in my high school that died like that. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Hold he on. got hit with a ball, and they didn't uh, during a game. And well, that's during died. a game. He wasn't out there trying to be tough and whatnot. No, but. Um, yeah. Oh, he got hit in the chest. Man, this took a dark turn 20 minutes in. Sorry, I didn't want to get into it. I just wanted to leave a my disclaimer dark, and get a out. Dark, dark turn here in the first twenty minutes. Um, but no, uh, you know, he, he he tries to convince him to play golf and and I, I, I can't go through like I said, this movie's filled with one liners. I can't go through my favorite scenes without saying some of these lines. Um and if we have to say them twice, that's fine. Uh but when Happy goes, No, I'm not really big into golf. Uh golf requires a huge or goofy pants and a fat ass. You should talk to my neighbor, the accountant huge ass <laughs> that's a great one and then, and then we get right into the waterbury open right he tells happy uh right back to the 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 main storyline of the movie right he tells happy i thought you were prized to make the big bucks and then he slams also does not put the car in reverse i don't know if y'all noticed that he comes to a stop and then immediately backs up hits the trash can or whatever um and and, and says what about this money? How, how what kind of what kind of money are we talking about? And they hook him into playing the Waterbury Open, and that's when we get introduced to Shooter McGavin. And Shooter's throwing smoke right off the top. He's like, you know what'd be nice? And he's talking to uh, I forgot her name. I'm I'm awful with names in this movie. I just need to keep the IMDb page IMDb page pulled up. Um, let's see here. Her character's name is Virginia Vinnett, or yeah, Virginia Vinnett, the uh, basically the PR lady for the PGA Tour in this movie. Um, basically tells her, you know what would be nice? A nice Pepsi. And then reminds her it's a diet. Um, yeah, Shooter's just laying it, laying it thick as soon as you get to meet him. Um, any other, like, favorite scenes early on in this movie, guys? Because we get introduced to It's All in the Hips. We get introduced to the uh, the, the young uh, caddy in this movie. He ends up taking his clubs and happy tackles him on the first tee. I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of stuff laying the, the groundwork for it. This guy has no idea what golf is about. Yeah, I, I mean, think, one of my fa favorite parts of that is he, he tells the young caddy, once he's figured out what he's doing, uh, just keep me from doing anything stupid. And, <laughs> and then just proceeds to stand there. And then he's like, well, good, good looking out on that one, bud, or something no, like that. No, he says, where were you at on that one, dipshit? <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what do you got? So I, I think one of the things that you see right away is 
how he has brought everybody from Saturday Night Live with him. So Kevin Nealon is, uh, he was on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, and he was the one who's, uh, it's all a big circle. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, the, that whole speech, that's Kevin Nealon. And then the IRS agent is is uh, Robert Schmeigel. If you don't know who Robert Schmeigel is, he is the one that wrote all the animated stuff like uh, um, Gary and Adam, or Gary and, uh, oh gosh, what's the, the, the ambiguously gay duo? Uh, I'm Saturday Night Live. I'm the guy was super famous. So a little, little older he, than me, my man. If you don't know what ambiguously gay duo on Saturday Night Live is, you need to look that up. You will literally spend the next four hours of your life laughing your ass off hey, just I'm, watching I'm, those skits. I'm more than down for a YouTube wormhole. I mean, that's that's my generation. We are YouTube wormhole. That's what we are. Oh. I, if I get caught up in a YouTube wormhole, I'm there for three hours. No doubt about it. <laughs> well, you're about to maybe go down one now, so I won't do that. But I just, that's one of the things that I love about Adam Sandler movies is you don't know who's going to be in it. I mean, you do know the cast of characters, but there's always the cameos. There's always people that he pulls from his past. He always has all of his family members in the movie. Obviously, the first two movies, probably way too early for that because he didn't have children. But his wife, Jackie, is like in every single movie. His kids are in every single movie. So I, that's what I love about Adam Sandler movies. And that's you said favorite scenes, but those are part, part, part of my favorite scenes is I love to like find them in a scene. Go, Oh, crap, there's his daughter or, oh, hey, there's his wife. His wife is, you know, the co- cocktail waitress or whatever. So those are some of my favorite scenes is trying to find who he snuck into the movie and where he put them. You said like Kevin, Dan Patrick, every movie. Yeah. You said Kevin Nealon was the name of the guy from SNL? Yeah. Oh, well, Kevin Nealon. It was the guy with the. Uh, yeah, he has. It's like I mean, he has the merry-go-round. Yeah, he has three great lines in a row. I mean, three great scenes in a row. They're not even lines. Um, the first time he meets Happy, he goes, "A lot of solid energy coming out of you. Good positive aura. Harness energy. Block bad. It's like a carousel. You pay the quarter. It goes around, up and down. Feel the flow. Feel it. And then the next time you see him, he goes doing the bull dance, feeling the flow, working it." Nice. <laughs> he's got a great, he's got a whole bunch of great ones. He also does the, his bags are packed. He's got his airplane tickets. Take him to the airport. Send him home. The guy's playing an absolute psycho the whole movie. Um, and that's what, that's actually one of the, like, that's the definition of a one word, one liner. When Happy walks away from him the first time and goes, psycho. <laughs> like, there's a definition of a great one, one word, one liner uh, from Happy right there. But yeah, Kevin Nealon. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll be talking about him and Nolan Ryan a little bit later because he's throwing smoke in the limited role that he's in. He's very, very limited in this role or in this movie, as is Lee Trevino. We get introduced to Lee Trevino very early in this movie, who is a legitimate golfer. Uh, Lee Trevino, the only man on the PGA Tour ever to be struck by lightning. Um, fun fact about Lee Trevino. He's in this movie basically to shake his head. Um, you see him shaking his head every time he's got one line in the entire movie, and his Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Um, that's the only line he says all movie, and it honestly makes me laugh harder than most of them. But in this first real tournament, after the Water Barrier Open, right, he wins the Water Barrier Open, tells Chubbs that, you know, screw training, I got to I gotta win some money now, we got to go. Also has a great line in there about switching out the weird goofy golf guy for a hockey guy at the uh, on the top of the trophy uh, at his trophy store classic um but yeah we get into the uh you know actually him in his first tournament and we get introduced well not introduced but reintroduced to Vern Lundquist how much do you think they paid Vern Lundquist to voice this movie for the golf a lot a lot you think he got like 20 30 grand to just do like what an hour's worth of work 
North. North. Cam, what say you? Did you do some research on this? I, I actually couldn't find how much he actually made, but he was only there for one day. Um, yep. So however much he made, it was one day's worth of work, and which is, I mean, I, w- I live in the dream. I mean, love me some Vern from CBS, but Vern's in his element when he's in the golf. Yeah. But you have to understand that Vern was at the height of his powers when this During movie this. came out. I would argue that Vern Lundquist is still at the height of his, height of his powers. I, I love everything Vern does. When he's on a call, like he's one of the very – He's retired few, now. Well, yeah, but I think he still comes out and does golf every once in a while. And and every time he's on a call, I will go out of my way to turn the volume up. I mean, I absolutely will. Um, we also get uh, one of my favorite scenes in this movie towards the end of his first, you know, actual tournament. You know, they go to the commissioner's office, right? And the commissioner's talking about how we got to get this guy off the tour – uh, he's not he's not golf appropriate or whatever. And during that scene, while she's he's talking to uh, what's her name again? Virginia. Virginia. Bennett, Virginia Bennett. I got to remember that. She plays a main role in this movie. A great role, by the way, um, by Julie Bowen, also known as the mother in Modern Family. Um, great role by her. But my favorite part of this scene, specifically of his first tournament, is the commissioner sitting there talking about you – know, it's like a two-minute scene now where he's talking about we got to get this guy off the tour, and she's telling him that ticket sales are already sold out in Dallas. Like, the whole time in the background, the TV is playing, and Adam Sandler is getting bleeped out the entire time because he is motherfucking that golf ball. He is it's, – it's the invention of suck my white ass ball. Like, he is going off of it. He's calling the ball a piece of shit. He's doing everything, and it's just beep – Beep, 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 beep in the background for like two minutes, and he is cussing the shit out of his ball, Cam. And I think the the Kevin Nealon character, even they cut to him at one point. He hits one the psycho. Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Call back. You got to love it. I, 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 what, do you think, was Adam Sandler producing his own stuff at this point? Was, was he like writing stuff, or was he just, did he have a, a team with him? How was this going? Because this movie is beautifully laid out. Um, I think they brought in somebody to help write it, but the caddy is actually one of the mm-hmm. like major executive producers for all of his stuff. So I think I think I saw that he was involved with it. The caddy's um, in, the caddy's in the rest of Adam Sandler's movies for the rest of time. The caddy's one of his longtime buddies that that hangs out with him all the time. I think he's one so, of the he's one of the gay guys in uh in Big Daddy. What's up, Dan? This movie was written by Adam Sandler. But it was not produced by Adam Sandler, and it was not directed by Adam Sandler, but it was written by him. Yeah, they, either way, they do a great job, the entire movie, of just moving it on, right? And, and, and laying it thick on on Happy's, you know, being happy. I mean, like I said, it's a two-minute scene of him just screaming at the golf ball. And then we get the uh, the scene of Shooter and Happy in the bar where, you know, lay by a bay, eat some hay. Like, we, we get that quote from him. I um, just may. Yeah. Make things stay, out of clay. Yeah. Stay out of my way or you'll pay. Listen to what I say. And then Adam Saylor hits him with the, maybe I should just go lay by the bay. Or I could make some things out of clay or eat some hay. I just may. <laughs> also a great line where he hits that bottle on the uh, on the bar top. And, uh, again, Virginia Bennett Virginia. Virginia walks over there and goes, hey, what's going on here? And, and Adam Saylor looks at her and goes, oh, I was just looking for the other half of this bottle. Uh, there, there's some there, and, and, and there's some there. <laughs> oh, there's some. <laughs> there's some over there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a great scene right there. Um, and then, you know, the next tournament we go into, I think they play four or five tournaments um, before they really, really get into the fact that he's, he's actually turning good at golf. He goes for a 45th finish 
in the first tournament, a 21st finish, an 18th finish, and then he finishes ninth in the in the previous or the next four tournaments of the movie. Um, and he also wrestles an alligator in the middle of that and steals the, you know, sees the, the alligators missing an eye, call back to Chubbs, um, and we'll get another call back to this scene later on in the movie. Uh, but, yeah, Happy's starting to catch on in this movie. Caddy's throwing smoke the entire movie. One of these uh, scenes in one of these tournaments, he's showering in the pond and he's washing his underwear in the ball washer, which is just excellent. And Happy goes, you got that ball? And he pulls up the ball washer and it's his white, whitey tidies and they're brown as all get out. I mean, they are so brown, which you would expect it to be. Do they paint this guy? He's a homeless guy, right? Yes. Yeah, he's, he's 100% a homeless guy. He's washing windows when they first see him and they haul him off. Um, the security does. So he's like, hey, man, he's just trying to make a living. Um, great scene there. Um, Shooter's trying to get him thrown out of the tour. Uh, then we go to the, the the first like actual love scene in the movie, right? After the ninth at nine or whatever, she tells him he's got to behave. Um, Shooter's trying to get him thrown off the tour with the with the prof- or with the um, what do you call it? The uh, commissioner, um, <laughs> and he delivers a great line. I saw two fat naked bikers having sex off in the woods on the sixteenth green. How am I supposed to chip with that kind of stuff going on? <laughs> so, um, question for you guys: the Zamboni operator. Was he legitimately singing? No. You don't think so? He was just mouthing it? What, what's, yeah, he the was, word? He was, what's the point of him being in there? Is that is that Adam Sandler tipping his hat to somebody? It probably is. I mean, I think it's supposed to be just funny. Yeah. Talk about all uh, one of the all-time I, backfires. I don't think that there was any real significance to that. I just think it was just supposed to be funny. But I actually enjoyed that scene. Yeah, it's, that, it's, uh, it's swagged what? out for sure. Friends listen to Endless Love in the Dark. Yeah, anytime Adam Sandler's trying to be a real like character actor, he's getting serious. Um, I, I get a little, I get a little uncomfortable, right? Because it's not his, it's not his thing. It's not what he does. But in this scene, it's one of our first times as him as a main role. Because in Billy Madison, he's never serious, not once, not not for an hour and thirty minutes. I mean, we're Virginia talking. Vaughn, yeah, so hot. <laughs> Why you touch the honey? Ow. Yeah, I mean, he's throwing smoke the entire movie. We're talking about putting, uh, he called the shit poop. Like, there's there's a, <laughs> there's all kinds of great lines in that movie. We might just have to do it just for the one dodgeball scene. You're all in big, big trouble. Um, we, we might have to do the whole movie because, I mean, I love these early Adam Sandler movies. Like I said, my wife was sitting there watching to me. She's like, how many times have you seen this movie? And I said, honestly, probably like 30 times. I mean, I, I can quote the whole movie from top to bottom. Um we get a Subway commercial in there, and we get introduced to the jackass guy during the Pro-Am, right? We get Bob Barker and the guy that's screaming jackass in his backswing. Um, would never, ever happen, right? Would never, ever allow a, a patron to be talking in the back backswing, even at a Pro-Am. No, that's probably one of the biggest issues with this entire movie. I mean... It, it, the only place that they allow that kind of stuff to happen is out in Arizona. What is that? The Phoenix Open? Is that the right one I'm talking about? Uh, it's the uh, the John Deere Classic, right? I think it's the Phoenix. Like it's sponsored by a waste company. Oh, like, the Waste Management Open. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's out in I Phoenix, knew it was a Arizona. green logo. I just fudged. They, they allow you just to run your mouth the entire time. But other than that, you are not allowed. I mean, you've seen Tiger Woods absolutely break clubs and want to just rip somebody's face off for even – making a noise while he's trying to swing. So, yeah, that's unrealistic. 100%. Cam, do you have anything? I mean, the, the Bob Barker scene in this, the whole, the whole pro-am, 
Um, talk a little bit about Bob Barker. I've never watched The Price Is Right, um, but it's got a, he's got a, a bunch what? of good lines. Never watched it. Never watched The Price Is Right. Sorry, not a game oh, show hell. guy. Not a game show guy. Haven't seen Jeopardy um, except for the SNL skits. Um, are you booing me right now, Cam? I'm not booing. I'm just shocked that you haven't seen the greatest game show of all time. Do I what look like you? Do I look like a person that wastes time on the game show network? I'm busy watching okay, time film, out. baby. What did, what did you watch when you stayed at home from school when you were a kid? Yeah, well, let's get made fun of here. Um, Hannah Montana. Um, oh shit. Phineas and Ferb. You're oh, o- you're oh shitting, but I mean Miley Cyrus to me. Uh, in Hannah Montana was like I, I was the same age, bro. I mean, she was like two years older than me. I thought Hannah Montana was the shiznit. I had a big crush on both of Miley and Hannah. Um, watched a, a lot of George Lopez and Nick at Night After Dark. Like that—that that was my childhood on TV. I wasn't watching no damn game shows. And for that matter, my mom wasn't a game show person. I think that's how most people my age get caught, caught up in game shows because their parents are game show people. Um, like Noah, prime example. He was on our first episode. I lived with him in college. He consistently wanted to watch the Game Show Network, and I'm like, bro, that's not how we're doing it in this house. Nah, we're we're gonna watch something else. We're gonna watch something that's you know useful to our our entertainment value. Game Show Network is very very uh, boring, monotonous, and, and, and I'm very disinterested in it. How about that? Just clipped, uh, just clipped the entire Game how, Show Network space. All right. How, how about there was no Game Show Network? I was talking about it was on actual network television during the daytime, and that is the age gap. The age gap has actually showed up today. whoop de doo Basil. You think this is the first time the, the age gap showed up? What's up, Cam? I was going to say I agree. That, that got me. Sorry, Dan, but it's not the first time it showed up. But I, I'll agree with you, dude. Hannah Montana was lit back in the day. Thank um, you. I, I, was, I had a little sister, so I had a good excuse, right? She's about 10 years younger than me, so she was prime Hannah Montana age. Had a little so sister I, myself. I had an excuse. I didn't, um, I didn't but, need no excuse. I stand proud on my Hannah Montana fandom. I'm gonna tell you that right now. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna come at me and my mentions talking about oh this guy watches Hannah Montana. He's soft. Nah, dude. I like I like Hannah Montana for the reasons I liked Hannah Montana as a as a nine year old watching Hannah Montana. Uh, but I will. Say, I mean, Jeopardy all time game show. I mean, I, you can't not watch that. And maybe all time huge nerd. And back to the movie all time fight scene. Um, yeah. I told you off the rip, Bob Barker is playing legitimately the role here. He is throwing these punches. There is no doubt about that. He is a verified black belt from Chuck Norris's karate school. This guy can legitimately throw hands. Um, and there are some great, there's some great uh, one-liners in this back and forth between him and Billy Matt or him and Happy Gilmore. I keep going Billy Madison. Um, him and Happy Gilmore in this movie. Um, you know, you know, I don't want a piece. I want the whole damn thing. And then Bob Barker, get, Bob Barker gets them paws, or he's got them paws. What I got on my notes, um, as my laptop just or my iPad just dies. And then he hits him with the price is wrong, bitch, <laughs> which is a great one. Um, yeah, thought, thoughts on the fight scene there, Dan? That was a, fun because you know. Happy's supposed to be this really super tough hockey player, and Bob Barker just beats the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm here for it. That was hilarious. I was dying laughing the first time I see it. I still die laughing now. Uh, he, you know, he thinks he's got this thing. He's like, you know, oh, you done messed up now, or whatever he says to him. And Bob Barker just kicks the shit out of him. Price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> I will say for the, you know, the great fight scene that it was. We've watched enough UFC in the lounge. I'm not a, a huge fight guy, but I know when you take that many punches to the face You're out. and you get knocked out, you wind up with more than just one little cut 
on your forehead. So either Happy's not as tough as he thinks he is, or Bob, or you know, he's just got a a, a real hard chin. Now you're gonna get it, Bobby. <laughs> Um, another, another great scene afterwards where, uh, I guess the, the, like, what would you call the guy that the distractor or whatever, the heckler, right? The heckler and shooter McGavin are off in the woods and he's paying them. And he's like, uh, you know, is there any, uh, is there any red lobsters nearby? My treat. <laughs> it's like, I'll be at the red lobster shooter. Real weird dynamic between the heckler and shooter McGavin. We get a random subway commercial. How much do you think subway paid for this? Because even before that he was a Subway-sponsored athlete, apparently. There's a bunch of scenes where Happy Gilmore's wearing Subway clothes, which is real weird to me. Maybe they just ran out of wardrobe. Not a lot of wardrobe for Happy uh, in this movie. He's kind of just wearing whatever he's wearing the entire movie, including playing a round of golf in a Boston Bruins jersey. I don't know how that would go. Dan, have you ever tried to play golf in anything but a golf shirt? Not intentionally, no. <laughs> I have not. I, I may have been wearing. I may have been wearing something. And somebody's like, "Hey, let's go to the driving range." But no, I have not intentionally ever shown up to a golf course wearing a, a hockey sweater. Never. We move on to a uh, a mini golf scene. Chubbs teaches him how to putt. Going into the last, I think we skipped over the uh, the scene where he tries to buy his house. Maybe. Um, yeah, we already did. Um, that's okay. I mean, Shooter tries to buy his house. They, uh, you know, that's where we get the "you eat pieces of shit for breakfast" quote. We'll get to later. Um, yeah, ne- never thought about trying to teach a professional golfer how to putt through a putt putt course. Um, and and the idea of a hockey putter, we'll get to a little bit later. Um, he he trains them in a real put with a real old putter, and then gives them the hockey putter after the scene in which he teaches them how to putt, which is weird for me. You're gonna die, clown. We get that one. Find your happy place. We're introduced to happy place, which brings me to this, gentlemen. And I didn't prepare you for this. So if you need to take some time, think about it. But what is your happy place? If you had to mentally go somewhere, if you had to visualize an attack to go to another Adam Sandler movie, The Waterboy, if you had to go to a happy place, what is your happy place? For me, my happy place would be, you know, maybe going to Hudson's Hickory House in Douglasville, Georgia with my wife and my kid and introducing my kid to a hickory uh, fry plate. That would be a happy place for me because I'm fat and I love Hudson's. Um, and then maybe go, go catch a football game afterwards, perhaps play in said football game, even though I'm 26 years old and hadn't played in four years. What is your happy place, gentlemen? I can tell you my happy place, but first I need to know about this Hudson's place and I need you to take me there. Um, I got you. My happy I got you. My happy place would be on a beach with sand on a hot day with the sun coming down and a cold drink in my hand and nothing to do and nobody to bother me. That would be my happy place. I mean, I would love to have my wife there with me as well, but just (laughs) leave me the hell alone. Yeah, that's the, my happy place. I threw the wife in there for the ten percent. No, I would say it's less than that for the two percent chance that she actually listens to this shit, which she don't. Um, so I'll tell you, my 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 actual happy place would probably be still involving her, um, but maybe a, a bass boat out on a lake, seven o'clock, and I'm just ripping lips on some fat toads. Um, you know, just reeling them in, baby, and tossing them back, and teaching my kid how to maybe you know run a shaky head lure. Yeah, that, that's probably a shocker for the audience here. They're probably like, Brooks? I've seen that guy on film. I've seen his haircut. No way that guy fishes. You're wrong. 
I, I do indeed fish. That would be my happy place. Probably getting out on a boat um, and just having a couple hours to just, you know, be quiet and not have to do anything other than try to catch a fish and not lose, you know, 10 or 12 lures. Cam, happy place. What would it be? Man, I, I've had a good solid chunk of time to come up with the coolest happy place I could. I'm just going to have to let my inner nerds shine through. Uh, a nice rainy day, a good library with a real comfy chair, and a nice book, man. Nobody bothered me. I could just read all day. I, I would eat that up. I guess we do learn something about Cam every once in a while. Freaking nerd, man. Are you There's serious? gotta be one. I mean, it's hey, gotta man. be somebody's reading these books, because I damn sure ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I don't think the... I've ever My man said <laughs> rainy day. Didn't even go like sixty five sunny sitting outside reading the book. He said, Give me a rainy day. Let me lock me inside and nobody bother me. What the hell, dude? Dude, rain means no working in the yard, no building anything. No practice. I've been conditioned since I was a little kid to appreciate the value of a good rainy day. Yeah, that's... Yeah, me too. It's called a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Rainy days, overrated. I'm here to tell you. I'm just here to tell you. And all those things you you mentioned, they're optional. You don't have to work outside. You you just stay outside on a sunny day. What are we doing here, man? Wait till you have kids. Rainy day means you got two kids that are bitching because they don't have anything to do. And you're trapped inside with them. Yeah, wait until you have kids. I know you got a little dog in there that ruined an audio podcast for us, but uh, wait until you have kids, my man. It's it's a whole other experience when we're talking about being trapped inside. No rain means no walk for an 11-month-old. And no walk in that stroller means no 45-minute break from that kid being wanting to be held or be wanting to be stimulated the entire damn time. Yeah, just like Dan said, wait until you have kids. Um, yeah, Maybe I mean, I'm in my happy place already. Yeah, for sure. We. <laughs> We get into the uh, the tour championship, you know, ooh, somebody learned how to putt. We get into all that. Um, for some reason, I'm expected to believe that an entire friggin' Volkswagen can get onto the golf course and hit, hit somebody. I'm just subject to believe that. And then we get a call back. What's up, Dan? And, and we're led to believe that the old VW bugs aren't loud as a motherfucker, and you couldn't hear them coming from a mile away. And it's in the middle of a fairway. And, and it takes forever to get to them because they're not fast to begin with. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody heard it. And it just hits it. Okay. Yeah. My, I'm my, in. Again, age difference here. My, my knowledge of a VW bug comes from the movie Herbie. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all I got. And Herbie fully loaded. Shout out to, uh, what was it? Uh, Lindsay Lohan. She was in that movie. Quality. Um, but I watched the original Herbie. Was it called Herbie? I think it was called Herbie. Um, yeah, watch the original one. That's that's a good movie. And that's my extent of knowledge with an old model uh, VW Volkswagen. Um, yeah, I'm just laying all of these quotes down. Shall we get into categories, gentlemen? Might as well. Hell, you've already covered them all, but let's do it. I, I basically knocked out all of the, the, the one-liners, but we can start with Cam Newton because, again, I, I think it is. No, listen, hold What's on. Up? I forbid you from ever calling it Cam Newton again. It's Charlie Tweeter, but I'm just trying to help out the audience that maybe listened to the first episode that hasn't listened to any of the prior ones, which if you have, don't worry, they are made available on any of your podcast platforms. Feel free to go back and listen to them. And while you're there, please like, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, yeah, that's I, I love making a mockery out of the the plug in your podcast thing. It's just because all of us podcasters, we do the same thing. It's like you're born and bred to say like, subscribe, rate, and review, which is bukkake because you can't even like a podcast. You have to subscribe, rate, and review. That's it. But for some reason, I always throw like in there. Um, maybe it's because I'm conditioned 
for YouTube. But Charlie Tweeter, our best one-liners in here, um, there's a whole bunch of them. I mean, an absolute whole bunch of them. And I think I hit all, almost all of them. Um, we'll start with you guys, and then I'll say some of my favorites. Dan, what do you got? So my favorite line to this entire movie, and I use it every time I play golf, is... Are you too good for your home? Just go to your home. <laughs> Are you too good for your home ball? Just go to your home. Um, just, I mean, there's so many more, but I, I that just tap it. Give it a little yeah. tap, tap, tap a <laughs> Adam Sailor did Adam Sailor the whole movie. And then the only other one I got, um, I mean, like I said, there's a billion, and you covered all of them. But the, of the ones that you did not cover, the ones that always. Uh, my girlfriend's dead, you know. She's died. She got Dude, hit by goes, a car. He goes through all of them. He says all of those things. Like, that's his thing in this movie. Uh, my girlfriend's dead. Uh, the first time he sees Virginia Vinnett, he tells her just randomly, my girlfriend fell off a cliff. She's dead, by the way. Um, wh- why? <laughs> why did we need to know that? Why did she fall off a cliff? He, he wants her to know she's single. Yeah, you damn right he does. He's shooting shots. I, I, ex- I expect that out of Adam Sandler in any movies ever, and he's going to take his shot no matter what. Cam, what do you got? All right, man. Dan took my two that I was like, I had two circles. Like, he didn't get to them. Let's go. And he got them. But there's one way down on the list. When he touches the AC, bangs on it, it falls out the window. He looks out. I think I killed the Mr. Mr. Lady. He tells his grandma, he goes, you know the uh, Mr. Mr. Lady? I think I just killed her. (laughs) (laughs) No, you guys missed the best line in the movie. I mean, the the best line in the movie, and it's not delivered by Adam Sandler. It's delivered by Ben Stiller. Um, And I saved this one specifically for this category. The only quote I I saved for this category. Um, It's when he's on the phone trying to sell the quilts, right? And he's like, no, $200 a piece. This is handmade quality shit we're talking about right here. (laughs) And then the lady goes, "Um, excuse me, can I have a break? My fingers hurt. And then he looks at her and goes, oh, really? Because now your back's going to hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. (laughs) Anybody else's fingers hurt? I didn't think so. <laughs> ben no, Stiller, you got man. it. Ben Stiller oh. wins this movie for me. Um, you know, we've already hit on all of them. Doing the bull dance, feeling the flow, working it nice. That one's a great one. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? And then Lee Trevino's only line in the movie. Uh, uh, you know, Happy goes, and I'm going to beat you uh, in, the, in the tour championship. And Shooter McGavin turns around and goes, yeah. And Grizzly Adams had a beard. And then Lee Trevino cuts to him and goes, Grizzly Adams did have a beard. <laughs> we say that one all the time growing up. Let's see, anyone else I missed? Uh, I love is this goal regulation size or what? That's that's classic. I say that every time. Every, I, one of the, every, Almost every time I miss a shot um, in every basketball. Time. Yeah, is this goal regulation size or what? Um, what else? Love the golf is for a goofy pants and a fat ass. You should talk to the neighbor, my neighbor, the accountant. Huge ass. Um, another great line in this movie, when he first meets Chubbs, and they're, or not first meets Chubbs, but he's walking up to the tournament, and he's like, you know, you're a big guy. Why didn't you play a sport like football? And he goes, my mom wouldn't let me play. Said it's too dangerous. And he looks down at his chewed off hand. And he goes, yeah, good call. <laughs> he lost his head playing golf. Classic. Um, any coach speak in this movie? The only thing I can think of in terms of coach speak um, is from Chubbs, and it's not even really coach speak. It's a line that stays through. I mean, it's it lives after this movie and even after, um, you know, the passing of – what's his name again, Dan? I'm horrible with names. I can't tell. Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. It's all in the hips. 
It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. That lives after this movie. Any other coach speak? Not really a coach-heavy movie. I was going to say it's not a coach, but uh, very reminiscent of Georgia's head coach uh, when he's out there talking to the press, when you first see Shooter McGavin talking to the press, and they ask him, you know, like, you're the favorite to win. He goes, well, I don't know about the favorite. We got a lot of great guys out there, and we're just playing to play. Or, you know, and he's just completely – and then as the movie goes on, he, he loses that with the press He's like, as they start asking about happy. Yeah, happy, happy Gilmore, what did he finish? Dead last? Yeah, great day, great day. <laughs> Anybody else got questions about me winning today? <laughs> um yeah I, I don't have much for much else for coach speak dan do you have anything no you know it, it just goes back to chubbs giving him the information that he needs to center himself to talk teaching him about the happy place you know it, your coaches may not have ever told you to go to your happy place but they would always tell you to you know stay grounded stay centered don't get too high don't get too low and it's the same thing yeah, I, I I would remember I remember a couple of coaches that were real heavy on uh, you know cardio and getting you in conditioning state or conditioning shape. They would tell you stuff like go find that go find that place mentally. They wouldn't say happy place, but they'd say go wherever you need to go to get through this kind of stuff. Um, that's some that's some decent coach speak. Um, I've got a ball braggart, um, and honestly, I don't think there's much room for Teen Wolf in this movie. Believe it or not, I know it's golf. Golf is something that pretty much everybody plays or can play. Well, What's up? The the only thing that qualifies for Teen Wolf is the the stanchion falling out into the, the middle, scene, and it turns yeah. into yeah, it turns into a freaking putt putt course. I mean that that could never happen. I ever. had to play yeah. it off a of freaking Frankenstein's foot back there. Play it as it lies. I mean, how, how can we go through this entire thing without talking about the giant? But that's that's you need to hear over there. But no, I had it yeah. written down. I just didn't get to it because we've we've been going through all of them. But uh. What's team Wolf say? is the, that that could be the only Team Wolf. He goes right. Oh, good, you can count. Oh my God! <laughs> and he turns around to see him. <laughs> you can count on me <laughs> seeing you in the parking lot. <laughs> um, also hits him with the hey shooter. You forgot your nine iron. And it's like bent in half. Great timing on this movie for us to do this because I don't know if you guys saw, but over the weekend. Rory McIlroy actually had a club stolen out of his bag on the driving range. I don't know if y'all saw that, but a random patron walked up, stole a club right out of Rory McIlroy's bag. So, um, second movie in a row where we've actually had something that is dated to current modern times in the sport that we're over with. Um, but ball braggart for me, no golf ball ever makes that sound. They they make it they make they make this golf ball sound like it's a jet taking off the the runway at the at the damn airport. I mean. I get it. You're trying to enhance the 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 aspect that these balls are going fast off the club face um, from from Happy Gilmore, but no no balls ever going to make a sound like this. I also had one. You know, I don't care how close the movie is or how close the actual uh, tournament is, but there's a scene in there where he he goes to the bad happy place, right, where shooters making out with his girl, and he goes ah, and then he takes like five, he literally takes five strokes. And tries to hit the golf ball and then hits it into the water. Okay, so five strokes into the water, six coming out, laying seven right there on that one hole, drops seven shots. I don't care how good of a back nine he had, he's never catching up in any type of golf tournament, especially not on the back nine in this tournament. Oh, it's a S ball game. Yeah, it's ball game. I mean, he lost I'm, literally, like I said, seven strokes right there. I counted them. Something I never yeah, would have well, done as a kid. And I think the max you can take on a hole in the PGA tournament is what ten, right? Uh, no. I mean that's 
you know, double par is something that we talk about all the time in, in layman's terms, golf, but in the PGA tour, I'm pretty sure if you, take oh, you a, can ride it out. Yeah, if you take a 15, by God, you take a 15. I mean, oh, that, damn. that's the way it works in PGA golf, but it's, I don't think it's ever happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's my only real ball braggart, um, for this movie. Other than that, I think they kind of play it true. Um, even despite the fact that you can never hit any close shots the way he does it. I mean, he takes a fucking hack on a ball from what appears to be like 50 yards out. I don't care if he's got an 85-degree wedge. It's never happening. He's hitting that. And he, and he skulls it. Like, he hits it thin as can be, and it just drops close to the pin as possible. Somebody's closer. And then hits him with that quote. Cam, you got anything else? Well, I was going to say just the, the you know the final scene where they're, they're going to the last hole. Um, golf has, you know, a 25-chapter rule book all about situational rules. And one of the situational rules is if there is a large, unremovable object on the green, you can take the shot from a club's distance away um, with a clear from the obstacle as long as you have a clear path to the hole. So he could have moved up, got a closer shot with a club's distance uh, away. And also, you can always take a drop. Like you take a stroke penalty, but you can always take a drop no matter what. So also, take it off the foot. Also, read the golf. Also read the golf handbook myself. Um, the hockey, the hockey club putter, the hockey stick putter, illegal. Wouldn't wouldn't be able to use it. So yeah. What's up, Dan? So my ball braggart would be. What hockey team is he trying out for? In what in what area do they have adult men's league hockey where you have tryouts for the teams that? It's that important to make it. It's not a minor league hockey team. It's not an NHL hockey team. So what hockey team is he trying out for? I don't know, bro. You're the hockey expert, apparently. The hexpert, if you will. Um, I don't know. What what, what what are you leading to? I don't know. It's ball bracket. Like, it's, it's, you would have to assume northeast, right? Yeah, well, they're obviously in, like, the Boston area, right? Because that's where most of you know Boston or New York or something. But, but – we don't have teams like that around here. So that, that's the only part that didn't make sense to me. Like that ball bragger, right? Where we're supposed to pick the nitpick the movie kind of, yeah. I, 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 I don't get that. Like what, who, what is he trying out for? What team? I mean, he's not making any money. So how is he making his money? What is he doing for money? He worked a bunch of oddball jobs. Remember he was a, a, a gas station attendant and every oh, yeah, scene, yeah. every scene he's using whatever tool he can use as a penis. Um, he, he's a gas station attendant. He worked in construction, shot his boss in the head with a nail gun, um, was a construct, like a roadway construction worker and was using a traffic cone as a penis. Um, what else was he doing? I can't, he had like four or five oddball jobs in the opening scenes. Um, anything else for ball bragger? I think we can move on. 1980. I, there's very few tired lines in this movie, but I have one. Um, and I've heard it from every doctor I've ever told that they're full of, you know, FOS. I need to play anyways. Um, after he tells him, he's like, you know, just lay out for a couple of days. You'll be fine. And happy goes to hell with that. I got to play. And then the doctor walks off and delivers the most tired line from any sports medicine doctor ever. He says, quote, fine, do whatever you want. What the hell do I know? I'm just a doctor. I've heard that one a thousand times around the game of football, especially, uh, Dan, I'm sure you've heard that line as well. Oh my goodness gracious. It's yeah, it's tired. Like what? It's, yeah, it's like what? Do, it's tired. Oh, like even trainers say that shit. They're not even doctors. It's just like, dude, you're a trainer. You're not even doctor. I mean, you're you're one step down from a chiropractor, bro. Yeah, I do I, love I, my trainer. 
No disrespect. I love the trainers, but still. Yeah, my trainer hears me say that. He's going to freaking kill me. I do love me. What's up, Cam? I was about to say, like, I even heard that. Uh, I got staples taken out of my head right before a game so I could play. And they were like, are, are you sure you can do it? I was like, yeah, it, it's fine. And he's like, well, I, I don't know if that's okay, but what do I know? I'm just a trainer. Yeah, what do I know? I'm just a trainer. I just went to school for it. I'm just a doctor. Well, I'm just a football player, bro, and I'm going to play football. You know? Well, what do I know? Um, what else we got? We got Nolan Ryan. Who's throwing the – do we give this to Shooter? I mean, he's the only non-main like main, like He's not the, the antagonist in this movie – or the protagonist. He's the antagonist in this movie, and he's throwing heat. I guess the other um, suggestions would be the heckler is throwing heat in this movie. Bob Barker is throwing heat in this movie. And outside of that, I don't really have any more suggestions. Do you guys? Ben Stiller. Yeah, of course, Ben Stiller, right? I mean, to me, he it's, went. He's in three scenes, and he completely takes over the movie at some points. It's either Stiller or, or Shooter, but I mean, Shooter. It has to be Shooter though, because Shooter has become legendary. I mean, everybody knows who Shooter McGavin is. I mean, facts. For, it's, it's me for Shooter. It's just, I, I love Shooter's character, and he's 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 not supposed to be your favorite, but he's my favorite character. Oh, uh, what was his name? Uh, the the SNL guy. I guess you could throw him in this category Kevin as well. Nealon. Kevin Nealon. I guess you could throw him in this category as well, um, just because of the the one scene he's in. He's really it's really one scene. It's the first uh, real pro tournament that he's in. Uh, Cam, any suggestions for Nolan Ryan before we peg a winner? Um, I mean, you guys have mentioned two that I've got on my list. I would say the caddy. I mean, he doesn't say yeah. a word, but still has a huge presence in the whole film. Um, one of my, I, I've got two favorites. Like, obviously, we already talked about him washing his clothes or washing his underwear in the ball washer and taking a shower in the pond. But when he picks up Shooter's uh, quarter, or uh, the, the the one guy's quarter, the guy marks his ball with a quarter, and, and the caddy walks over there and picks it up. The other one is he's marking the ball with like a vanilla wafer or like a cracker, a Ritz it. cracker, and then he eats the Ritz <laughs> cracker. Yeah, he's throwing smoke in this movie. There's also oh. another line where he's like, uh, "What do you think, man?" He goes. Oh, yeah. Downhill and slightly to the left, and Happy turns around and goes, well, that's because you're not wearing a shoe. And he looks down, and he's got <laughs> one shoe on, and he's barefoot on the other one, like holy socks. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's a great line from that. I love that making enough money to be dressed up in, like, a suit and tie yeah. at the end scene of the yeah. movie, and he just, he's, he's got, like, a glass of wine or yeah. champagne, and just looks so – he's obviously getting paid pretty well. Awesome, awesome. Uh, well, the Frankenstein, I guess you could put down in this movie, right? The 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 boss from the construction worker with the nail in his head, he's throwing smoke in all these in all these scenes that he's in, um, including the T-shirt that he's got on. He says, "Guns don't kill people; I kill people." It's a great <laughs> shirt from a guy that looks like that and talks like that. Um, what else we got? We've gone through Nolan Ryan. We've gone through Charlie Tweeter. We've gone through 1980, um, which means we have to get into Poorly or properly rated, correct? I didn't miss any other categories, did I, guys? Kevin Sandler. Oh, Kevin Sandler. I mean, it's named after the guy, right? It's named after Adam Sandler, who turns out is not actually a golfer. Um, never had golf before. Sucks at golf, but he sure looks like he's good at golf, at least at the swing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we can't have an Adam Sandler movie and not name him the winner of Kevin Sandler. The guy. Oh, he's dang. ineligible. Well, he's ineligible. Right. Okay, so he's ineligible. So shooter. Yeah, Shooter's the only other guy playing the sport in the entire movie, right? Right. Except for you the very the man. very first guy, right? The very first guy that tees off where Happy's standing in front of him. It's the only other swing we get from another character that's not, you know, a main character. 
in the golf swing. So I guess Kevin Sandler is just ineligible to this movie. Yeah. So I guess we have to give it to Shooter, who, yeah, I mean, he looks like he's got a decent, decent golf swing. My only ball braggart about uh, Shooter winning this category is, dude, he's a, supposed to be a professional golfer. If he was actually practicing the Happy Gilmore swing in the woods, he would definitely connect. I'm sorry. He might shank it in the woods, but I guess it's a movie and you have to show him missing a bunch of times. What's up, Cam? So um, one thing I did have written down that we didn't get to on the ball braggart stuff is they, they talk about how he hits 400 yards. Yeah. And while the good thing is he's consistent with it, yeah. that's not something that is, like, outrageous in golf. Not anymore. I mean, well, John Daly I mean, could do it back then. I was about to, Yeah, and Tiger hit 498, which is was the longest recognized drive in a game not cart path assisted um, in – 2002 so it's golf bro it's called a round not a game just let you know just to be a ball braggart on my own podcast oh god he he went there i went there oh but the longest drive but uh it bounced off the cart path it went 787 yards in 1992 he would overshot the hole he did so he wound up like i think he it said he wound up like 300 yards um off the hole and i think he took him like Six strokes to get back, just to get back. Cam, can you do me a favor, buddy? What's up? Can you apply this excellent research that you have, this ability to find fun facts, can you apply it to something that people actually listen to of mine, you know, like NBR or any of my YouTube shows? Because you're wasting all this talent on stuff that nobody listens to. (laughs) Hey, man, I enjoy it. This is what's fun for me. You tell me where to look, and I'll, I'll do some digging. All right, we got poorly, properly, or underrated um, or excuse me, properly or under, over, or properly rated um, audience score on this movie, 85%, which I think is the highest that we've had so far. I see a, a jaw drop over there from Cam. I'm going to go, surprisingly, with underrated. To me, this is a flawless sports movie. I love every bit of this movie. I laugh from start to finish. I'm going to go underrated, even at 85%. This is the best movie we've watched so far. Feel free, guys. Jump in whenever you want. Yeah. It's definitely underrated. It should be in the nine. If anything under ninety is is underrated, and I'd love to see what the critic score is for that, because I'm sure sixty one. That yeah, I mean, come on, man. Like, I don't know what you're expecting out of a comedy movie, but it delivers everything I'm expecting. I laugh the whole time. You uh, want to read some so of the I'm, critics? Yeah, let's roll with it. Um, let's see here. Adam Sandler facilitates between obnoxious and boyish charm and winds up winning plenty, including the majority of audience members in the end. So that's a good one. Um, let's see here. Let's find a poor score. A D-plus right here. A one-joke Caddyshack for the blitzed and jaded. Um, Owen Gleiberman, you can fuck right off. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, there are about three minutes of funny material in Happy Gilmore, and pretty much all of them are in the trailer. You know what, Brian Lowry? You just don't like movies. I'm sorry, guy. You just don't. Like you you don't like funny. You're probably a boring dude. You probably your friends probably hate you. I'm sorry. Uh, let's find another poorly rated. Um that's about it. The rest of them are pretty decently rated. Um yeah, that's about it. Dan, over under properly rated. I think in the context of what I enjoy for a movie, it's underrated cuz I I absolutely love it, enjoyed watching it, but it You know what? This is that type of movie where a 50% rating is right because half of us are going to like it and half of us are not going to like it, right? It, it, if you if this is your type of movie, you're absolutely going to love it. But if you're not the type of person who loves a 
a mindless just laugh fest, you're not gonna like it. Like my I wife will, absolutely hates this movie. She thinks it's so dumb. I would counter that because my wife is the definition of someone who doesn't like mindless comedies, and she laughed throughout this movie. So yeah, maybe maybe seventy five percent would be properly rated for you, but fifty fifty, man. A coin toss on no, this I, movie? No, no, it, not for me. I mean, it's underrated for me. I love this movie. I think it, this is a flawless movie, like you said. But I, but the people that I come across in my lifetime, Adam Sandler movies in general, it's hit or miss. They they either love it, yeah, like we love it, or they hate it. There's not a there's not in between with Adam Sandler movies where it's just like. Oh, you know, it's okay. I enjoy it. It's kind of, you either love it or you hate it. No Eddie Lacey That's, in this movie, which was surprising to me to find. What do you got, Cam? I was going to say, um, yeah, there, there is no Eddie Lacey. Um, apparently, there was some stuff that was actually cut. They cut about a good 30 minutes. They then there would have been in. some Eddie Lacey. Right. Um, and then, but I was going to say, maybe that is the test, because my wife actually liked this movie. She did not like Varsity Blues, but she likes this movie. So is that mm. something we need to, to get on the podcast? Does it pass the wife test? Yeah, Because that's helpful. I think that should go into this category. Um, does your wife like it? And, you know, three married men on this podcast, getting my wife to sit through movies is tough enough. Um, but I think that's the test, right? She was not going to sit through any given Sunday. She bounced right out of it. She was not sitting through Major League. She bounced right out of it. She liked Varsity Blues, actually demanded that we watch it together after I finished watching it while she had to go, you know, do some things. Um, and like this movie, laughed throughout this movie. So I think that is a good quality test for us for these sports movies because we all know that, you know, our wives are not, you know, we know who our wives are. And my wife is definitely not a sports movie fanatic um, or a movie fanatic in general. She's more of a, you know, Bachelor and been getting into Love Island lately, but all these goofy, you know, non-realistic TV shows that are supposed to be reality television. Um, but no, any other things before we get out of here tonight on tailgate tapes? Oh, we're all we're all tailgating it, right? No, no one's tossing it. Yeah, we're all tailgating. Oh, yeah, let's go. Hundred um, percent. And I will leave you with this: Damn you, people! This is golf, not a rock concert. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Tailgate Tapes for Brooks, Dan, and Cam. We appreciate you for being here. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review, and tell all of your friends about what we got going on here. We got a party going on on Tailgate Tapes. Appreciate you guys.